It's like a female Michael Jackson. You mean Janet Jackson? to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we like to watch movies that we loved in our youth and see if they're actually still any good. As always, I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. Am I in this? And that's Bryce. And today we're joined by a guest. Uh, I want to make sure I pronounce this right. It's Tybee Diskin? That's the one. I tried to do that with an interrobang at the end. It worked. Yeah? Is Sounded that like how an you interrobang. pronounce it with an interrobang? Yeah. So Good. Tybee, I just thought you were having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. So Tybee, of course, is the co-host of the podcast Interrobang with uh, Travis McElroy. Yes, sir. And so this is a show where the two of you basically discuss things that you find frustrating in everyday life. Yeah. Am I summarizing that accurately? Yeah, we discuss things we find frustrating, and then we have like uh, sensitive heart-to-hearts about <laughs> them after we yell a lot. Like Barb. Barb, don't talk to me about <laughs> Barb. <laughs> we're, we're getting sad already. I think this. Dude, I. There gonna be high emotions in this episode. Every time somebody I know finds something about people not liking Barb, they send it to me now, and I'm like, no, now I'm the like leader of the fuck Barb pack, and I hate that. <laughs> Wait, you, your position is that you hate Barb? I don't hate Barb. I just okay. I nothing Barb, and we were talking okay. about how everyone was so up in arms about like. Barb being like the MVP and we're all Barb and just we Barb and I was like I'm not fucking Barb, <laughs> Barb. I'm not Barb oh, I want to change my Facebook picture just, just like superimpose Barb. Barb on top of my face but like semi-transparent so you can still see me <laughs> so Terabang must be a really sort of cathartic experience that I feel like we all have these things that make us angry day after day week after week what's it like to just like get that off of your chest on a weekly basis Does that help you be a better person Does that oh feel for good? sure yeah, I think it helps me. It's already helped me feel more confident in my communication skills because now it's like, well, now you host a show about it. You better be fucking good at it. <laughs> um, and so I think it it's definitely helps me feel calmer and more confident so that I have, I, I can give myself the time to collect my thoughts in everyday life. And I think it has affected my other interactions mm. is what I mean. Like it affects me out in the world to have had that and done it and talked through stuff. I think it has had a definitely a positive impact on it's probably almost, all of my interactions. Almost like therapy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm convinced this show only exists because these people are sick of hearing me talk about obscure, obscure movie facts. Mm. So they're like, let's let him get it out of his system. <laughs> On no. a bi-weekly basis. No. And the podcast exists so that you won't leave us. <laughs> ah, uh, okay. I thought the podcast existed because I needed education in films that I hadn't seen. <laughs> Actually, Brett Maybe would say that's true. I'm just here to tell Nikki's wrong. Yeah. No, you are you believe everybody is wrong. So don't pin this on That's it. your life motto, isn't it, Brett? It, it is. It? Everything everyone's doing is wrong. And you're the one who can fix it. No, I'm, I'm wrong too. Everyone's wrong. So I was just I actually really like that. We're all fucking it up, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we're all some form of idiot. So I was just listening to your most recent episode and you were talking about something that really always bugged the hell out of me. When you go to the airport and you're in the line for security and the people in line for security are oblivious to the fact that they need to take their shit out and take their shoes off and go through security. Yeah. That drives me crazy. It's like you never you never been in the airport before? You haven't been in the airport since 2001? 
Are they foreign like, though? Because no, I'm talking no, about it's okay. everybody. normal, like middle class white families who have no fucking excuse to that they like for not knowing that they needed to take off their shirt, shoes, that they need to take off their shirt. jacket, take, take off sir, your shirt, sir, take off your shirt, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, Lady, sir, take off your shirt. <laughs> but, um, but they need to like to get their laptops out, yeah. get everything out of your pockets. Like, why aren't you already doing this stuff? Yeah, yeah. Get your liquids out like why don't you have I, I saw a woman in the airport she had an entire jar of skippy on any given day it was like in like a costco jar like the big ones and yeah. and they were like ma'am you can't have this and she was like well is that I need a liquid it. i once got stopped for baby powder and they were like we need to we need to test this and i was like oh you could just have it like i don't need it <laughs> did they dip just their get finger a in and rub it on their gums <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So like we have a test and I was like, but I don't, I don't really need it. Can I just go? Like, can you guys just confiscate it and I'll leave? And they were like, well, but don't you want it? And I was like, no, it's, I can just get it's more. Baby it's powder. literally anywhere at all. I just don't care about it. I mean, yeah, it's $3. I'll just get more. And they were like, well, you, I mean, it's only gonna take a minute. And I was like, seriously, for real, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this interaction is over. I need this to be done. I just don't care. So if you get really frustrated with stuff, then like you might want to check out Interabang. Uh, I think everybody gets frustrated with stuff. Um, and yeah, it's kind of it's kind of nice to hear when other people get frustrated about the stuff that you get frustrated with. But aren't just there to hate on shit. Mm, yeah. I think that's the one thing is that Travis and I don't like being mad about things, but it's necessary or we like feel it anyway. So we just like have to work through it. We don't like being frustrated. Some people really like to bitch about things and we're not those people. We just want to get through it so that we can like get back to being... Well, you want to understand it. That's it's a support group. It yeah, really like, is. You like understand, like, let me understand why I'm upset about this thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, precisely. So let's find out if we're going to be happy, upset, or possibly sad about uh, Very sad, this movie. This time we're watching The NeverEnding Story from 1984. And I think the, the background on this movie, you know, I've been trying to stop saying this is interesting, and I was just about to say this is interesting again. It's such a crutch. Is it? Um, is it interesting? <laughs> yes, it's interesting I'll that I have this crutch that, that I say this is interesting. So this movie is uh, based on a very, very famous book in Germany. Um, it translates to the never-ending story. I'm going to give it a try. The book is called Die Un Unendigle Geschichte. Uh, Can it? Yeah, second line there. Do you speak German? Die Unendlich Maybe? That's way different from what you said, Nick. Geschichte? Geschichte? Unendliche Geschichte? If you're a German listener, I don't know. please tell us. What did Nick say? Try to get that. So I contacted some German friends to confirm, and this is a very, very popular book, very famous book in Germany. Um, it was published in 1979, and uh, actually September 1st, 1979. So we're celebrating the 37th anniversary. And I believe and the 25th of the movie, right? What? Or there, is it just... There is some... I think they re-released the movie in theaters because of the anniversary of the book. Oh, okay. And there was a Google Doodle on September 1st. Yes. Celebrating yeah. mm -hmm. NeverEnding Story. I love my my German people stereotype reason for why it's really popular. Okay. It's like... So, uh, what's this movie about? It is about nothing. <laughs> Isn't it the nothing? The nothing the comes nothing. for you. No. So, very, <laughs> very famous children's book from Germany, kind of on par with something like The Wizard of Oz. 
Um, so w when they made this movie, they got what who was arguably the most famous German director, who might still be the most famous German director, Wolfgang Peterson, um, who had just done Das Boot, um, a very famous German film about like the stark realities of living and working on a submarine during World War II. This is quite a different... <laughs> wait, wait. I, I think he's the sort of guy that they saw who could really capture the German experience because this is it's a german production but it's kind of re not recast it's like reset in america you know it's got english-speaking characters i think the town is in america but i think it's they probably wanted somebody no, who could maintain Germany. they just you know they had american well that's kidding. interesting like i want to really watch like think about this in the movie is there anything that identifies it as any particular area? Or could oh, no, it be? you seen that childlike empress? She real Aryan. I think she's pretty, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I don't know. So I think it's, you know. But it's very beautiful. Is the kid. No, they're in America. Yeah, I'm yeah. just being <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> what I think is interesting about the kid is Bastion is a popular German name. And that always bugged the shit out of me as a kid. Like, did they just say Sebastian? Like, just Bastion. Just Bastion. Like, that's a weird name until you realize that that's, that's a German name, and that's from the book, and they wanted to keep all the character names the same. So that makes me feel a lot better, because that always seemed like such a weird name to me, Bastion. Okay, German hater. Oh, no. Fine with Atreyu, confused about Bastion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Atreyu, and, and I did confirm this with a German friend, that's just a, a fantasy right, name. Right, yeah. No, no, no. And that always played just fine. Right. Yeah. I had a big old crush on Atreyu. As on Atreyu, big old crush. That's big interesting crush. because I was never quite sure. Well, eventually I figured it out, but there was a period of time where I couldn't tell if Atreyu was male or female. Hello, did you forget who you were talking to? I just an observation. <laughs> Does <laughs> yes. not matter. It's, it's interesting. Time will take either. Either is fine. So, of course, uh, Wolfgang, Wolfgang Peterson did a lot of movies that we recognized after this, including Enemy Mine, which I've been bugging you guys to do on this show for a while. Um, but he did Outbreak, Air Force One, Perfect Storm, a bunch of big movies like that. What? Where, where was the sense in being like, this guy, this guy can, can direct a child's film? Well, I think uh, the Shark Boy and Lava Girl. By what's his face? Robert well, Rodriguez. Yeah, where are we, we going all know with that this? was a mistake. Where are we going with this? That, yeah, like that's clearly that was his like big first big thing though, wasn't it? What? Wait, really? No, wasn't I thought that, he no, like Sharkboy um, and Lava Girl. Yeah, wasn't that his biggest? No, no, no that was yeah, like yeah, his yeah, biggest yeah. mistake. Like, yeah. Dust till dawn. No, no, I know, but I, probably, I was thinking. Yeah, Dust till dawn. Um, and then he directed from Dust till dawn. Mariachi. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez is fascinating. He does these weird kids movies, and he does these weird like. Yeah. The stuff with Tarantino, this very adult. God, From Dust Till Dawn cat. is such a weird movie. Yeah. I, the Salma Hayek movie. We got we to gotta watch that one. That one's yes. on, on my list for this. Can I come back for that one? Yes. yes. I'm coming back for that of one. Of course. But I think it's more about the German thing, because this was his first English language movie. So he was like the guy to maintain the Germanness of it, I think. Interesting. Okay. But that's just that's. I just like a that. Thing. I think that's cool. Yeah. Like there was a team of writers who were like, "So Bastion, we can't have a character named Bastion, right?" He's like, "No, it must stay." Yeah. I mean, <laughs> everybody in our country loves this book. You can't change the character's name, like you know. He's like, we wake up, we are six years old, we smoke a cigarette, <laughs> <laughs> we, we read the never-ending story, <laughs> we forever. cry. <laughs> I smoke. The horse dies. I smoke a cigarette. <laughs> 
I drink two or two bottles of wine. See, nothing comes for us all. See, nothing comes for us all. <laughs> nothing. Uh, Truly a nihilist piece. And so another I kind of behind the scenes player here that that I didn't really recognize clearly when I saw this in my youth, but some of the music in this movie, including the the title song, uh, was was recorded, written, recorded by Giorgio Morador, uh, an Italian. Morador. <laughs> Do you recognize Giorgio Price? He's worked with Daft Punk. He was Price. We an... can't hear you shake oh, your head. Oh, in friend. the new the new album, right? Yeah, he does yes. have a song. He worked with Daft Punk on the new album. I'm answering for Price. Yes, yeah. he's <laughs> he's shaking. He's his a head. pioneer of EDM and electronic music. He's from Northern Italy. He's actually from the region our friend Roberto is from. That whole Whoa, German. Balzano? I don't know if he's from that town, but that's, from that, that area. Name. It's, it's a, a joke name for city. a town. <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. But it there is also Balzano over there. That was yeah. bad. Yep. Please cut that. Yep. So I think we'll enjoy <laughs> that. It's going to be Please the opening of the episode. <laughs> you are welcome. It's all Damn on it. tape. When do we see the Dragon Dog? Dragon Dog Z. <laughs> 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 so I, I'm excited for the music because I think now that we know this is like one of the early pioneers of electronic music and synthesizer music, like there could be some really cool stuff here. Interesting, yeah. And and uh, we all know what happens when Nick is excited about the music. <laughs> <laughs> that music will not appear in the movie at all. <laughs> yeah, He's Nick's, always Nick's wrong never about been music. right about his music guesses yeah. ever. I see. <laughs> Yeah. We'll I remember the, the theme to this being pretty, like, epic. I Hey, I dig it. Homestar sings a version of it about Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like an upgrade, though. It keeps pouring out, and he just goes, never-ending soda. Homestar Runner, you guys. 2001. Throwback. Okay. Way back. Turn up. So I'd like to think that, you know, about a year ago, we watched Legend, hoping that would be yes. the great fantasy film of our youth. I liked Legend more. And Sam is the one what? who liked Legend. Whoa. I, more than this movie? Oh, when you were a kid. No. no. Adult. Adult you likes Legend more than this movie. Yes. Interesting. The, yeah. I was wow. going to say, I think this is going to be the antidote to the Legend experience. So let's it go straight isn't. to Sans' expectations. I'm sorry. You've seen this movie. Yeah, kind of recently. Interesting. Sorry. Really? Uh, not Cheating this past. It was before it was the podcast. Last year oh, okay. Or the year before. It was before. It was we in did, Hawaii. Yeah, before we started this. When we got engaged. We got free so DVD cool. rentals. And so we watched Jurassic Park and then Good never choice, ending story. Choice. Yeah, totally. Solid. And One of those is very appropriate for Hawaii. The other is not. <laughs> <laughs> One of those could make Hawaii frightening. Yeah, it's the never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I, I mean, I, don't, I didn't see it as a kid. I only saw it That's as why. an adult. Oh. Yeah. And it was just, I guess it was like the Ewoks, you know? Like, I didn't see them as a kid. I didn't, okay. Wait, I didn't, are you telling me you don't like Ewoks? What is going no, on? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like oh. if you have, if you didn't see Ewoks as kids, you hate them. Hate and I feel Ewoks? like that's never any story. That's an interesting off ramp. I love Ewoks, but I think a lot of people hate Ewoks. Really? That's not a weird opinion. I've never. I'm neutral on Ewoks, you guys. In case someone was wondering. Neutral. <laughs> yes. Okay. Super neutral. I dislike them, and I saw them as a kid. Yeah. Well, now we're educated adults. I don't know. So, I, so you don't think this is going to be good? 
Eh, I think if she knows it's not good. She I just know. I it. personally don't like it. I think if you liked it as a kid, you will still enjoy it. But it's very cheese. Interesting. Very, mm. very cheese. Like, I don't know. There was like a charming badness about Legend that I still kind of like, even though we didn't like the movie. And I just remember being really bored with Never Ending Story. I think you and me are going to fight. Because <laughs> I feel like... I I remember really enjoying this movie. Okay. I remember loving this movie in my youth. Okay. How old are you, Nick? I'm 38. Okay. Um, I feel like I've seen it within the past 10 years. Okay. I own a DVD or a Blu-ray, so I've seen it within that window Covered of time. Covered in dust. As, as all the, optical discs are. You have the collector's edition soundtrack. Yeah, having uh, a movie collection on disc is dumb. The Daft Punk remix album. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's going to be good. I think everybody's going to enjoy it, and I think uh, you and I will be enemies well, until I mean, the end I've, of time. Well, I mean, I'm certainly hoping I've changed my opinion, because if I hate it as much as I hated it the first time, I'm in for a rough two hours. All right, we you got know, us a so ball game. It's really interesting you say that. Because I have a memory of not hating this film, but not thinking it was like as great as everyone cracked it up to be. You me. pushed for this movie. Because it's <laughs> relevant. I think it's extremely appropriate for the science experiment that is this totally, podcast. Totally. Um, but like I I don't remember like hating it. I just remember that it like wasn't like my favorite thing ever, you know, and like a lot of people really, really, really like feel passionately about this film and i just remember being like yeah it's all right but um i don't i don't remember a lot about the movie which is a sign that like i probably didn't like it that much i think i, I remember know. more about the um workaholics episode where they dress their car up as alcohol oh, man. <laughs> than i do about the movie and i've amazing. seen it in the last two years so yeah but i'm i am curious to see I'm curious to see how the special effects hold up because that's always a huge question mark. Uh, oh, oh, I'm going to go with they won't. They won't, yeah. They will not. And like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they will. They will well, feel dated, but in the way that a lot of Henson productions feel dated. Right, that's exactly what and I was And they'll still say, have production. that beautiful whimsy that to charm. them, I think. Okay, I'm on board with I that. Think. I don't remember a lot about the story, except I remember the beginning and the weird dog dragon and I remember the He's end. a luck dragon. Luck dragon, okay. <laughs> he's, he's a dragon dog, okay. Dragon dog. Dragon dog Z. Dragon dog Z. <laughs> so I really don't know. Lucky I number don't know dragon. how I'm going to feel about this movie because I feel like they could go either way for me. It could. I'm curious to see what happens. It's funny because I have memories of the second movie. And I remember watching the yeah. second Wait, movie. Wait, there's a second one? Oh, there's what? three. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's multiple. Yeah. And so this movie only really covers the basically the first half of the book. And the 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 author of the book, Michael they, Ende, they fucking was- fucking Peter Jackson did? Oh, yeah. The not, Hobbit. I don't know if that was the original plan, but the author of the book was very upset and actually filed Back a lawsuit. Back in the 70s. We are going to Peter Jackson this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they looked into the future. Yeah. They knew. They yeah, and the second the movie had like a completely different kid. It had Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. The kid from uh, I love Sequest. Jonathan Brandis. I was so yeah. sad when he died. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Do you even... Wait, I don't She's know. She's talking about the actor, not the I character. I know. I was a really bad joke. You can have spoilers alert. for life. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He's dead. 
<laughs> Nobody tell her so about sorry. David Bowie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so what do you think, Brett? Have you seen it? This movie, for me, falls into the category uh, that legend and uh, the dark crystal and like yes, other movies one, of yeah. the type uh, yeah. uh, where it was, uh, a, for some reason, a very dark, color-palleted kids movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Muddy. And the lasting effects that I remember were all negative for me as a child, but not really? in like not in like a scary way, just kind of like in a like I, maybe maybe like kid depression kind of way. Like oh, all of these movies kind of made me sad. Yes, I guess it is kind of. There's some dark stuff. I can I can understand that. I definitely feel like it sort of affected my like flair for the dramatic because the movie is so dramatic. <laughs> I remember being like, I want to live like an epic journey and be like beautiful and yell at a little boy who's like reading my story. Like, I don't what? How do I do that? I want to be that. And that's not a thing, you guys. It's and thus, terrible. Um, and thus, <laughs> have a podcast about being you, sensitive and yelling a lot. You found your dog dragon, Travis McElroy. <laughs> Travis is for sure oh my, my god, dog dragon. He kind of looks like Falcor. Oh my god, we have to get fan art done where I'm a Treyu and yeah. Travis. Riding on Travis's back. Or wait, is it, does, does yeah. a Treyu ride him or does Bastion ride him? Bastion, Bastion rides well, him. Both, I think. Do they both ride him? I think yeah, I can't remember. They're both in the movie, I think. They're both. We'll find out. We'll decide which one I'm more like at the end. That's really why we're watching this. Which never any story character is type. We need to do like an mark. online <laughs> survey poll. Yeah, Are yeah. you a Bastion or an Atreyu? Like a survey yeah, Speaking of which, I did the one for Stranger Things and I got Mike, okay? So... As long as you didn't get Barb. I did not get Barb. <laughs> I'm clearly not a Barb. Barb. You know what made me mad about the whole Barb thing was after I said it, <laughs> after I did it, people were like, you just don't understand because you've never been like the fat friend. And I was like, what? What? That's not, what do you mean? First of all, are you trying to suggest that I don't know what it's like to be an outcast? Because I definitely was not treated well as a kid. Like I got left out of literally everything. So just because I didn't grow up like a heavy girl does not mean I don't understand not being fucking cool. Okay, and, like, I grew up. How does up, that even affect you, yeah, whether or like, not you like a character? I grew up as they were, they were like, f- You don't identify with her because you, you've never been that. And I was like, you don't know me. You don't know me. You but don't like, know my life. That's what I said. You I grew up as the fat me. girl and like. I didn't identify with Barb. Thank like you. what that's Being that's just, irrelevant. Like I I I agree with you. Like that's a terrible criticism to leverage at you. But I was struck hard by that whole sequence, the party scene. Mm. Just like the the realism and the pain that these like suddenly I'm like, I'm not even watching this science fiction, you know, genre thing. I'm watching this real character drama about real stuff that kids go through with flavors of stuff that I went through as a kid. I God, thought that I was really powerful. I did not feel that way about that party. Wow. Like when I watched it, I was like, Barb, you're being a cock block. Just go home. <laughs> that <laughs> that scene hit <laughs> me so hard. Nancy, yeah. you're not communicating effectively. Well, like, I, I guess I can she's see how like you can... 16 years old. I know. I can see how you can relate to her in, in that way, but, like, my confusion about Barb was the fact that, like, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. Like, if that's 
your cup of tea, whatever. But my confusion was a lot of people were saying that she was a lesbian and that she was into Nancy. And wow. I actually oh, said no. that would have made sense to me. It would on have. The podcast. I was like, if if Barb is in love with Nancy, mm. that explains her behavior, yep. and I then I would be totally. like, yes, that is sad. I think it's irrelevant. That's but tragic. there's nothing yeah, that I don't think that's very, that way. Yeah. I think that's, that's completely irrelevant. Happened. Yeah, fanfic yeah. stuff right there. Man. I was totally. like, if it were the case, I'd have been like, okay, now I'm a little more on board. But because it's not, I'm like, isn't she just your friend? Like, don't you? Want her to like have a good time? Well, she Didn't just, you go there to be her She was trying window? to save her from the heartache. Like she said from the beginning that he was only she was trying, trying to save her, her from pants. the cockache. But, but so like. was she. Like she wanted the D real bad. Horrible. And but, that's okay. See, it, yeah. As kids, you have this image of what your friends are. And I think she was having this moment yes. where this, this impression of what she thought her friend was about was being shattered. And it hurt her as well. And maybe she was being prudish and, and maybe that's a good thing or a bad thing. But that like impact of like wow these other people around me are not the people who i projected on them or it's like it sure yeah, yeah, but it was, it was a little bit of like read the room barb yeah like there are four <laughs> people there two of them are boys and two of them are girls and then there's you and like i just i, I understand being feeling left out of that and it wasn't that i didn't uh, didn't get that it was that like once that's over leave like my thing was mm -hmm. like, just leave. And and the whole thing is it doesn't matter because I don't I wasn't watching it thinking like, why is she still there? I was just like, okay, this is fine, I guess. Like it wasn't it didn't matter to me. So every time I like drop an argument and I'm like, well, but what about this? People are like, but it's not it, you can't put your sensibilities onto those kids. And I'm like, right, but I'm the audience. We're the audience. Like I here I am watching the show and I didn't feel the way you felt. Like I'm sorry I didn't feel the way you felt about Barb. I'm not in love with Barb. I don't think she's the MVP. No just we Barb. I'm not Barb. I'm just not. If that makes me the demogorgon, so be it. So we're changing course here. We're not watching every new story. We're watching Stranger Things season one, episode three, right now. We're not gonna hash all of this that, out. Please. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I'm not expecting fantastic things from this movie just because I don't have fantastic memories of this movie. However, um, I've discovered a new joy in in this movie, which is... Uh, oh, you no. have to you tell you know, This is after, okay. but it's relaying my, my oh. very serious plot theory to everyone. And uh, I, I haven't heard this yet, but I hear you have the answer to the never-ending story. The absolute joy that comes from... From, from ruining other people's absolutely lives. Absolutely devastating everyone's opinion of this movie. Uh, so, and she looks forward we'll, to doing that yeah. to us later. Uh, we'll do that after the break. All right. I, I forgot to mention, you know, we've talked before about how sometimes I'll quote movies and people don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yes. I'm the guy who always says, they look like big, strong hands, don't they? Whoa. And nobody ever knows what <laughs> oh, I'm talking yeah. about. No, no, no. That is a deep pull, my friend. That is wow. such, that is such a fucking deep I just love that line, pull. that despair. They look like big, strong hands, don't they? So you'll see that in this movie. I feel like there are so many quotes you could pick. Yep, that's the one. Why? That's the one I'm going with. <laughs> okay. Do you hear yourself when you say it? Huh? Okay. What? So what do you think, Tybee? Clearly you've seen this. You have some expectations. Yes. Um, I, as a child, remember like fast forwarding through the Artax part. And because um, it's just too, I can't watch animals get hurt. And I know, and now even more so knowing that the actual horse on set got hurt. I did not know that. <gasps> no, um, don't tell me that. Yeah. Because they're actually 
put it, they're actually sinking it. So like <gasps> it was freaking out like Aww. a horse would yeah, if you totally. tried to drown it and it hurt itself like on the rig. Oh. Wolfgang, so they like, are going to have to sink the horse. Don't make <laughs> a God. joke about the horse. Well, that horse is dead now, girl. Don't worry about it. Um, we have terrible news, Wolfgang. <laughs> How long do horses live, Sam? I don't, I don't know, know. Like 20 something years. Yeah, it's probably dead. Um, <laughs> so, I really liked this movie as a kid. It was sort of, I had the same feeling about, about it being sort of in the vein of like Labyrinth and all of those weird, dark, creepy kind of sexual strange things i just feel like i mean like jareth has like a huge bulge and that's weird in a kid's movie sure. and like totally. never ending story he's like little atreyu's wearing like he's kind of dressed like aladdin and like, it's kind of like huge sexy bulge. no <laughs> wow. no but Is i do think that there was like fortunate nick okay. no i think there's room for sort of like because they're tweens it sort of involves like if you're that age, you're like, oh, do I like this? Is this a kissing way? movie? Is this a Aww. kissing movie? Is this a kissing story? That's Have you ever seen the mashup said. for It's Princess Bride and the Red Wedding? No. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's like the scenes with Fred Savage. And they like, he's like, is this? He says something, and the grandpa's like, do you want to just read the story? Can I read the story? And he finishes it, and they like... And they like end all the deaths, and Fred Savage just it cuts to the part where he's like, "Jesus, Grandpa, why'd you read me this book?" <laughs> <laughs> oh oh god, it's that's so amazing. Uh, wow. um, I'm excited for this movie because I liked it as a kid, and I feel like it's going to hit exactly all the marks. I think it will. I have no, I don't feel like I'm over expecting. I think I saw it probably like ten years ago, and I was like, "Yeah, that's about right." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So what do you think, Bryce? So I've got some bad news for you guys. Um, you don't we, love that writing story? Well, we already watched this movie on the podcast. What? Yeah, Bill Murray, he's like a weatherman, and he goes to a town and gets stuck by a blizzard, and then he's forced <laughs> to repeat the same day over and over and over, and it literally <laughs> never ends. So I kind of feel like familiar. I know exactly, yeah, see, I know exactly what to expect from this movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going to rewatch the never-ending story. I really want to find analog characters for Groundhog Day in <laughs> Never-ending Story now. <laughs> like, is Falcor yeah. Bill Murray? Well, Chris or? Elliott is definitely Artax. Chris Elliott's Artax, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I guess Andy McDowell's the childlike empress. Or is it the homeless guy <laughs> who we can't save is the childlike empress? Oh, that's so sad. Oh, no, that's is, the horse. Is Nancy, no, yeah, the is homeless Nancy, guy is what's her face, the childlike empress? That he like learns where she went to school and pretends that Maybe. they went to school together? Let's find out. Cool. <laughs> so Never Ending Story is not available on Netflix. It's on your iTunes and Google Play rental services and on Amazon. So we're going to rewatch it, and hopefully you can pause the podcast also, and rewatch it as well. Also, also, if you're listening to this in the month of September, it is having a theatrical re-release. Yeah. It go might watch it be there. one day only on September 2nd. I'm not sure. Oh, well, oh. shit. Check your local list. Get your I think time machine. Go back in time. I think it's one of yeah, those. If you're listening to this uh, last week, <laughs> yeah, I think it's one I of those fathom events things. your time machine like they would go back a day instead of just going back to 1984 well, to see it in its you original theatrical win. release. Oh, that's true. You could do that. I want to watch it in a cushy ass now theater. No, yeah. yeah. None of those sound. no stadium seating terrible theaters. <laughs> so join us when you finish watching The Never Ending Story.
So immediately, I think we need to address, there's kind of two elephants in the room here, and I'm going to let the whole Princess Bride thing go. But this movie <laughs> stole a lot from Mr. Robot. <laughs> in which Excuse what? me? The audience plays a role in the story as observers of what's happening. Spoilers. I haven't seen Well, Mr. that just Robot. sounds like Mr. Robot stole a oh, lot that's from part Rubber. That's the very first episode. Yeah, that's, not, yeah, that's, not that's really standard Mr. Okay. Robot stuff. Like, he talks to you in the first episode. The narration okay. is him talking to me as I'm watching the show. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We get addressed. That's true. Sort of, yeah. So Mr. And Robot cards and steals yeah, plenty of from... soliloquy is not <laughs> new, but it wasn't so they don't really talk to us. What's weird is when they look at each other and they're just looking forward. They're looking at Can us because we're also other? part of the but story. But they're not looking at it because she's talking to Bastion at but the end. But they're also talking to us in a way. Yeah, but also <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> the physics not. of this world. Well, well I, he looks up, and isn't there a point where like? Atreyu kind of looks at him too when he's when like looking the through the mirror yeah, he thing. Sees yeah, Bastion. Yeah. Well, the, if if the physics of this world are that the nothing is what happens when people in the '80s forget about their hopes and dreams, <laughs> then I feel like <laughs> then Fantasia must be <laughs> flourishing and beautiful right now with all these hipsters pointlessly chasing their dreams right now. I don't know. I feel like we'd have to figure out whatever 90s Fantasia is because that's what's flourishing right <laughs> that now. That would have been amazing. 80s Fantasia oh. is gone. 90s Fantasia is up and running. Yeah. yeah Specifically like, in Portland. Everybody gave up on their <laughs> dreams in the 80s, but now, and in the 90s, people are kind of chasing after their shit. Mm. But yeah, there was like... There were a lot of parallels from Princess Bride. Like, there's the whole bookends with the whole reading of a book thing. Mm -hmm. There's also parallels from... I feel like all yeah, movies Max. that in involved fantasy had like yeah. very specific puppet tropes. We've talked before too how like Princess Bride is specifically like making fun of fantasy tropes, I think. Maybe so. it was making fun of this sort of thing. Yeah. But even that set where after like when he's talking to the rock biter after the nothing hit and there's like it's just this rocky landscape looks exactly like where Inigo Montoya and and Carrie always have the sword fight. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't get that. Set. And we were talking about the like there the, were rocks. It it looked the same because there were rocks. Well, it looked like this. It just looked very similar. <laughs> it did like the cheesy, shitty foam rocks and, and the, like the a, like a walkway that's only there for this scene. And they're like on a cliff, so there's nothing in the background except yeah. the sky. And, and the river, the river scene that looked like the scene from Legend with the unicorn, but it was oh, like with, with their horse. I have a problem. It. Did did dads just drink orange juice and raw egg smoothies? Yeah, in that the was 80s? weird. Yeah, you know, super weird. You guys were reacting to that the whole time. I'm thinking that might be a good idea. It's a great <sighs> idea in theory, but it just nobody does it. Was that a thing that people oh, did? Oh, it's freaking in the 80s? weird. Yeah, I I've never seen it, but I feel like the orange juice would cut the flavor of the egg, and it's a quick way to get some protein. It's right. like and some salmonella. You know, did you know that salmonella actually lives on the outside yeah, of the shell? So it's if you not, wash yeah, them, it's not the raw egg part. Well, it's also a lot it's, of the U.S. eggs are yeah. pasteurized. Yeah, that's yeah, true. and it's because they pre-wash them, so it gets a coating off of the outside that prevents bacteria from getting in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why is Sorry. Noah Hathaway talking like that the entire movie? Okay, first of all, the all of the almost all of the lines are are eighty yard. 
That yeah. is annoying yeah. to me. Yes. And why is Atreyu, why does he have that weird dialect? I don't I think, think he's American. Isn't and why he? is he shouting? <laughs> he's always yelling because kids yell. They don't know how to act. Yeah. I just like to think there's like this one boom mic operator saying, "Yeah, the microphone is not working today." <laughs> <laughs> so they had to re-record all the audio. I'm gonna look up where Noah Hathaway is from because I feel like he's American. So I feel like before we talk about how we all felt about the movie. I feel like Brett should tell us his theory. Oh, yeah. You have the answer to the never-ending story. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I'm watching this thing. You know what? I'm not even going to preface it. Oh. Uh, Where is he from? Yeah, no, he's from L.A. Okay, (laughs) right. So, that was an L.A. dialect. You should be really familiar with it. How dare you? (laughs) How dare you? Okay, so, so, uh, theory of the movie. Uh, What's the bastion? Sebastian? Mm-hmm. He, he killed himself at the end of the movie, right? That's no. the theory. The whole movie. I think it makes theory? total sense. When would that have happened? Okay, so the whole movie is about he his last day on Earth. Okay, he wakes up. He's got shitty dad telling him he's worthless and needs to, like, fucking take a chill on being sad about his mom. He goes out in the world where all these little kids fucking hate him. He goes to school that doesn't care if he's not there. He has this book that he reads and kind of like, you know, is all about depression and how it's taking over the world and there's nothing you can do to stop it. I mean, uh, he is a Treyu, right? Yeah. And like, like the horse is like his mom because the horse dies and a Treyu has to deal with that too. But there's, you know, there's, there's lots of little pieces you can look into. But the big thing is, is at the end of the movie, he, he's up in the window at the storm night. The, there's, the you know, come, like, come join us in the world of fantasy. No, I have to keep my feet on the ground. No, he leaps out of the upper story window into the stormy night. The lights go black. And then he wakes up in this fucking fantasy land. They never come back to the real world. And it's just his like dying hallucination that everything's fine now. It's like the Birdman ending. He does come I back to the real world Birdman, on a dragon. With him. That's that's he's hallucinating that. This is all. There's no real world scenes so after he leaps out of the window. The, what are the kids seeing? Nothing. He's hallucinating the entire thing. Yeah. Dream. Yeah. That, that's not a real world. That's all in his head. Because if you think about it, like they say. Uh, that Fantasia is made up of the imagination of people and that it has no limits and there's no crossing between the worlds. They're pretty expressive. So, how is it a hallucination if he's dead? Well, well like maybe he's like a better dying word, or like but, whatever. Like it's his dying hallucination that everything is oh fine now and like that everything's back to, to, to great because he like jumped into fantasy, into his like, I, I want to kill myself fantasy. That well, is my theory. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, it has a logic in the way that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. It's like, okay, I can see the dots you're connecting, but I'm not on board with it. That is a a huge leap you just made there. Yeah. I don't know that it's the same thing. I I agree. I'm on board with Nick. Not on board with Brett. (laughs) You're on board with me not being on board? (laughs) It's totally a thing. I'm not buying it. I don't think he kills himself. It's just depressing. Well, it's kind of like, okay, another film that I will give it a parallel to is um, My Neighbor Totoro. So you can watch that movie and it's like a cute, adorable movie. Or you can watch that movie and that kid dies in the end. In fact, they both die. It's apparently been a long time since I've seen My Neighbor Totoro. Watch it again (laughs) and look look up the theory. There's like a theory on it. 
and it's kind of solid. Like it's kind of creepy when you think about it. And it's like, I think the Jar Jar Binks thing is like, you know, taking a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of stretches, but like the point that that is the point that he crosses over into this fantasy world and we never see him. They even say like, they don't show him coming up, waking up in the real world again. And they even say like, you know, he does wake up eventually, but that's another story. Like they don't, really ever show him yeah, maybe he didn't full die circle. but maybe he, he just isn't a coma yeah. or something and at yeah. least we can all agree that 11 is the demi gorgon but moving on to the visual effects <laughs> oh, in my this God, film no <laughs> i don't agree <laughs> i love that theory um but yeah so you know there's i think there's gonna be a lot of debate about the puppetry and the visual effects and i kind of want to lead with little shop of horrors as being like doing a puppet that big where the lips will sync with the dialogue is nearly impossible until Little Shop of Horrors cracked the code, which was shooting the action at a different camera speed. So they would play the music or the the music of the dialogue very slowly and shoot the puppet very slowly and then speed it up in playback. Hmm. And that's what they didn't have here. And that's why it's just really hard making a puppet that big. Yeah. Well, the, rock, the rock dude and like his yeah. lip kind of just yeah. doing the wave as but he's talking. The sad yeah. thing is, is that was one of the better puppets. Like the think, wolf was the worst. Yeah. yeah the wolf mount. Like the thing about that is like the rock monster, rock biter, rock, rock biter? monster, rock <laughs> monster. <laughs> he has a humanoid mouth. True. Whereas yeah. like a dog mouth is not, not built really for mouth. words. Yeah. So it's like hard to make that look like words. But it had like two jaws. Like the it was yeah, it the like lips weird, articulated like, separately. Movement. That was strange. You yeah. know, none of but that shit again, bothered me. I've seen and, Jungle and Book is, and those are talking goddamn animals. That's so. really the point I want to make. Like I can let go of the limitations of the technology because I felt like those characters still really worked. Yeah, I mean I mean I definitely the one that doesn't work for me is the wolf. Like the wolf is pretty. I think the, the problem fuck is his name Gamork. <laughs> I think that's right. I think actually, it's Gamork. Yeah. Gamork. What a that's that's weird that show, Gamork name. And I wonder what that means. Gamork. Gamork. But like the, he didn't work for me because like he he was so stationary and like the only thing that really moved of him is his mouth, as opposed to and the other puppets nose. you saw like move the rest of their body. But like their lips, I don't know. That didn't really bother me. That's like, just yeah. kind of like early puppetry in I'm that time. I'm bummed out that they didn't have a like Golden Compass esque final fight brawl between Atreyu and the wolf. Right. And like oh yeah. Didn't that well. just feel like? A character that was shoehorned in for exposition and tension and just didn't pay off at uh, all. That's like every puppet character in this movie. Well, but like, so the exp- exposition like, would have been cooler if we if that was what they told you up front, and then there was a plot that tied in with it. Like, isn't it? Like, like he well, was just explaining what well, the nothing chained. was doing. He's chained in his little cave. It says. Oh. That was poorly visually yeah. conveyed. Yeah. Uh, if it's I not in the movie, it's it's a plot hole. Is he was his he was there as a plot device, right? Because we needed to have a Treyu confront the bad guy. We needed and a we face needed on a the bad nothing. guy. Yeah, exactly. So that was his purpose. Was he set up well? No. Was Definitely. he paid off well? No. No. So I is oh. it yes the puppetry falls flat but does the puppetry extra fall flat because that character falls flat 
And where the rock biter right. does not fall flat, you forgive those, those yeah, flaws. Yeah, I love the rock biter and Falcor. They didn't bother me. I, they, I felt like they were real characters. Yeah, especially in the hand scene that you were talking about earlier. Like, the I big, really, strong hands. Yeah, That's yeah, an like, emotional scene. It is. Yeah. Like, like I'm big and strong, great. and I should be able to stop this, and I just can't. Yeah. That's almost like Superman's deal when his father dies. Mm-hmm. Like, with all Whoa, my power, spoilers. I just... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there, the explanation on the wiki says, Gamora confesses that he's been hunting a boy sent on a quest by the childlike empress to find her a new name, but lost him early on. Then Gamora met the princess of darkness named Gaia, who, upon hearing his mission to help the nothing chained Gmork with an unbreakable magical chain and leapt into the nothing, leaving him to starve. Gmork explains to Atreyu the nature of the nothing and that if a Fantastican enters it, they become a lie in the human world. Eventually, Gmork reveals the name of the boy he's pursuing and Atreyu reveals his identity, which makes the wolf laugh until he succumbs to starvation and dies. What? So you might be making Michael Ende's point, the the author of the book who sued the movie for changing too much. Yeah. Really? You know, like he did? That, yeah. Wow. Like he was not happy with the way the movie played it out. Because there's important information that wasn't in the movie. What an incredible, tragic ending for that villain. That he, like, becomes chained and meets the boy just in time to, like, to find the humor death. in the situation and starve to death. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. What? A dark that's ending. Dark. It kind Yo. of felt like somebody said, no, we need to have a fight scene. And they're like, all right, we'll try to have a fight scene. And then it well, fell flat. Like, Isn't Atreyu a warrior? I mean, I guess. <laughs> Maybe okay, we should guess have, we could have him fighting. Like, like, put take a war like an arrowhead to the wolf. A real yeah, letdown. yeah. Either have a fight scene or don't have a fight scene, but don't pull your punches. That whole thing really fell flat. Man, that shot where Bastion gets to ride Falcor for the first time still gets to me. <sighs> like he Absolutely. said, yeah, and I said, yeah, and yeah. it's all good. I'm so just like, there hey, is a place. In Bavaria, it's kind of like Universal Studios on a smaller level where they've where they have got – It's like a Wolfgang Peterson museum. You've got the submarine from Das Boot. You've got sets from Enemy Mine. And you can sit on Falcor and have your picture taken. Wow. I want to go there so bad. I almost went this year when I was in Europe. But sometime I will go and sit on Falcor and go, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and then 80s freeze frame. Yeah. Hell Yeah. I have an old picture of my brother and me in King Kong's hand at oh. Universal Orlando back when they had the oh. old King Kong ride. There was like a little hand that you could sit in, and I still have that, and I, thought, I always thought that was so cool. I have a picture of me in the little basket of E.T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. <cute. laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> You're in the basket, not on the bike? I can't remember. I think so. That's awesome. You it's are like the a- alien, Sam. Yeah, that's the one alien I'm not really scared of. <laughs> I have a crippling fear of aliens. Because I, I should probably leave you guys. Not unrelated, just because uh, I'm definitely a human. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I just have like something somewhere I needed to um, be. What is this oh. chip behind your neck, Tybee? Uh, what? <laughs> Nothing. Why? Just please tell me you're not green, have be? giant eyes, and are bald, because that would like freak me out. a lizard tail sticking out of your... <laughs> what do you have against people? Who are green with giant <laughs> eyes and bald, like, they freak me out because they're from the X-Files, and they come to the wilderness where I grew up and take you away forever. Sam grew up in a literal cabin in the woods. Like, cool. Yeah. Log cabin that I didn't my dad really built. alien Okay, good. You have me a little worried there. So, Tybee, I want to kind of back up a claim you were making and saying that I feel like the childlike empress was like very sexually charged 
Both Atreyu yeah. and the childlike Empress always have felt very sexually charged. I feel I like totally she got agree. coaching from somebody to speak in a sexy way. Well, I think here's the thing. That kid's got like the pillowiest lips. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just like. So you, one, somebody said that them. during the thing. And I, th- it, I looked and it kind of looked like maybe prosthetic. Oh, mm. Like they just built it up a little bit. Because it was like know. a weird shape. I like, don't think oh, I think that was lipstick lip. too. I mean, she I mean she's covered in like highlight and like yeah. amazing makeup. She's soft focus. I think the idea of the vocal coaching for her is that she's not supposed to be a child. She's supposed to be childlike. Right. So she's mm-hmm. supposed to sound sort of like an adult with a child's voice. Yeah, but it came off very weird. Which like, is naturally I think going to come off a little weird and sexy. Yeah. yeah. It was weird, I agree. I'm going to find a picture of her. There's a lot of weird dialogue in this movie, though. Yeah, this movie's weird as hell. (laughs) And that moment at the end where Bastion is talking to the Empress, I'm like, are they going to fuck? Like, even as a child, I was like, what's happening here? Or like the uh, Atreyu Falcor, like, hello. Oh, God. (laughs) You know what? Winky, winky. asleep, I'm not on board with that. I hate you guys for even riffing on that. Like... Are you sure. serious? What? You're sure. the one that played us the Lonely Island song. Sure. That took that way too far. Sure. So the, the, uh, I, I think you can crack jokes about it and you could bend that. Lip. But that's really? not the heart of what was intended in that scene. Like, you're putting words in their mouth. But okay, so, no, I think that, uh, how did you know my quest? You were sleeping. Yeah, it's a Wink. fantasy movie for kids. He's it's like the he's like way phrase is really weird, though. I, it's, yeah. it's the while you, you were sleeping. Wink. It's weird. Yeah, it's totally. Yeah, the wink made it weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Without the wink, it would have been fine. It's like Arrested Development. Why do you keep winking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be something you could edit together. Like <laughs> Falcor, why are you still? Is, anytime you add a wink to something, it just sexualizes it in a you weird know, way. You know, there was a time and place where that didn't just mean something sexual. I was not giggling, and I, this is not me like separating myself from you guys like you're being children, but I just don't, I, it doesn't bother, I don't feel that way when I watch it. Like I, I get what you guys are laughing at, but when I was watching it, I wasn't like, that's crazy. There was one line that I was like, okay, but well, that's the one <laughs> line we're talking about. <laughs> but like the other stuff, did it just, there were plenty of lines that I felt like could be misconstrued, but I just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't bother me. I think because the voice is so weird, it just didn't strike me that way. That's all I'm saying. But for me, and and I'm not really like giving you guys shit. It's just like to to a very, very small extent. It's like sometimes you'll go to a movie theater and you'll see a movie and there's just like this total dramatic thing that you're completely invested in, but people are giggling at it. And it's like <laughs> I was I was completely invested in that shit. I spoilers, I still love this. And you guys are kind of like, you know, making it sound creepy that the dragon's saying shit, you know. All right. So to, to a small the question extent. I have is, um, I mean, is that something that's a product of like our our media experiences? Like when this came out, did no one make jokes about how weirdly sexual that could have been interpreted as? It's an interesting w- question. Was that like a normal, just a straight normal fun scene for everyone I, involved? I think so. In 1984 or in 1979, if it was in the book that way, you know, I don't think that would have been seen as creepy. I doubt in the book it said Falcor said while winking. 
<laughs> like, I, really, well, I'm not know, sure. It might have. Maybe in Germany that's not suggested. Value for sleeping. <laughs> think. <laughs> uh, so you still movie. liked it. So yes, I still 100% am on board with this movie. I I I love the the fantasy stuff, the puppets. I love this idea of the fantasy world bleeding into the real world through the book and this like swinging the camera straight at the audience, whether the audience is me or the audience is Bastion and being like, you're part of this and you've got a responsibility towards this. Like, oh, that mm, I love that. I eat that stuff up. Them looking straight into the camera and being like, audience. Don't be fucking lame. Like, have an imagination. Absolutely. And that is that is exactly the point. Don't be fucking lame. Have an imagination. 1984. Like, you people are turning into a bummer. Like, embrace fantasy. Em embrace whimsy. So, on Was that, that note, though, so many fucking fantasy movies came out in the 80s. So, I feel like that's mm. a little bit yeah, of a is false it like claim. Like, I feel like commentary. The, yeah, the or? 80s loved fantasy. Maybe. And, and maybe I'm playing this note too much, but think about late 70s Germany. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. that would be a mm. bummer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those are some people who needed some fantasy in their lives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Explained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Lawyered. But, but still, I love that shit yeah. where, like, the nothing is tearing apart Fantasia, but then the window bursts open and a tree limb flies through the window and Bastion has to, like, block the window from the storm. Uh, I eat that stuff up. I love that. I remember when I saw this later in life, it hadn't occurred to me what name he was saying. Like, I just was like, oh, yeah. it's, it's nothing. But it totally is a name. Moonchild? Moonchild, yeah. But I was like, as a kid, it just never occurred to me to, like, yeah, put it together what those sounds were. <laughs> I was just, like, yelling. Like, I, okay, I accept. I don't yeah, know why. I had no memory of what the name was until he said, I'm like, your mom's name was Moonchild? Yeah. His name was Moonchild? And she married that dude? <laughs> like, she married Major Dad? <laughs> as like a, who was a child from like the 60s, maybe? 60s, and, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess so. Like, yeah. were well, there no, afterwards? Because if it's 1984, he's supposed to be like 11. Mm, oh, yeah. No, that doesn't work. Is he 11? So, I feel like he's a little bit younger. Yeah, I that. guess he is. He's probably like 9, 10. Yeah, I'd say that. 10. Yeah, yeah. so... Let's say so she he, was. She would have had to have been like. She might have been born in the fifties. Yeah, and a then, moon child from the fifties, a teenager in the mid sixties. Maybe she had the kid a little bit late in the Maybe early seventies. Like she changed her name when she found herself again in the seventies yeah. at Woodstock, where her child was conceived. I think the math works. <laughs> Is this? Yes. Do we? I can't remember because we've brought it up so many times. But is this like a continuation of the shitty eighties dad? Well, you know, I, I just had this weird thought about the shitty 80s dad. The the father plays Raymond Tusk in House of Cards, another story that takes place in a world That's where they talk to the audience. Maybe it's the same guy, and maybe <laughs> Kevin an Spacey in House of Cards is speaking to the audience in the way that Bastion and the he Empress were the speaking book. to the audience. He's yeah. been reading. That's why he has all this power, because he knows he can manipulate the fantasy world and the audience world on the outside. Everything is the never-ending story. <laughs> oh, man. You're just tied together two very different worlds. Yeah. <laughs> just Kevin Spacey, Falcor. <laughs> Clea, we have to get on Air Falcor 1 and go to DC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right, that was terrible. So did you not like it, Brett? No, I never said I didn't like this movie. Uh, I just think it's uh, not my cup of tea. Um, I enjoyed it more uh, watching it, like trying to connect it to to my uh, my theory because there's a bunch of other little like set yeah. pieces. Like every time they glanced at the window, it was from the angle where you could see the skeleton and like you know there's some things where it's just like oh that's interesting visual that matches up with that but <laughs> Tybee's face Tybee's so mad at me no me gusta <laughs> you're just trying to put the movie in your box the whole time um yes and it was more fun to watch it that way than the time I watched it where I didn't have that theory okay. uh, I feel that, I feel that. <laughs> uh, so I yeah I actually enjoyed it more this time uh, just because I had something to watch for you but were watching it, actively Exactly. Looking for something. This, but like I that? think not enough stuff happens, and and the stuff that yeah. does happen doesn't happen in a way that is fulfilling. S- fulfilling in from like a story standpoint, totally. And uh, yeah, really, like at the end, I was like, "What has the tree you done? Not really much." He brought Bastion through the adventure. Yeah, but made an emotional connection. He didn't really do much on the adventure. But so, like some stuff. It's just a slower paced story than what we're used well, to. Well, but there's there's it's a, it's a difference in walked. scale. Like, sure, he saved. <laughs> like, he also Lord, Lord of the Rings. Of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> that's a walking movie. But why? That's three okay, walking movies. Lord of the Rings, great example. Why do you think there's so many fucking side characters? Because Frodo's story is really boring. If we just followed him for a thousand pages. I don't know. Frodo Sam like hang out for a thousand pages would be pretty fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the scale of the adventure was weird because he saved the world by like not with his imagination, but just by having one, which is a really huge letdown for me. That's rather like, Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> You're perfect the way you are, but you could use work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it doesn't really like it doesn't really wrap up. The dad, right? Like, yeah. clearly like, there's still a conflict. Like, this kid still has to go back to his life, and now he's going to be even more daydreaming. He's yeah. like, listen, in my other life, I ride a dragon. So no to what you said, dad. <laughs> like, how how is this kid going to... He's going to need so much therapy. The bumper sticker, that question, my other car is the Falcor. Imagine the conversation <laughs> when the dad's like, where have you been for my 24 other fucking hours? You've been missing. <laughs> I called the police. Like, that conversation is not going to go well. His dad doesn't know where he is and doesn't care. Well, but I think that question... That's even sadder than your version of the story. That question may be answered in the never-ending story part two. Maybe. Now we've yeah, got I've never to see seen it. it. Now we have to see it. I do love me some Jonathan Brandis. I love him. Sidekicks, ladybugs. Sequest DSV. Yep. Yes. I love Sequest. Yeah. Yes. Did you say what your opinion was, Ash? I haven't, no. I, I feel, I would say I feel pretty neutral on this movie, which mm. I feel like was the same feeling I had as a kid. Yep. Where, like... It was okay. It wasn't, I don't think it's like the amazing thing that everyone cracks it up to be. Like, you know, it's. Except for the soundtrack. The soundtrack's great. I think the visuals are pretty awesome. Like, the visually, I think this is very striking. And I think the, um, I personally think that the special effects are pretty impressive for the time. And, you know, I think that they, you know, blended really well. I liked the visuals and I like, 
I like the fantasy of the characters, but the storytelling wasn't really like gripping me the whole time, I guess. You know, like he I just wish he looks so big and strong. <laughs> I just wish there was like like okay, that that's a great example. Like I wish that that character had been like helping him on his quest the whole time. You know, like these fun characters, these fun three characters that we meet in the beginning who like I personally really liked. I know Sam, you said that was the most boring scene you've ever seen, but I I enjoyed that scene. I liked those characters and I was really hoping that they were going to like help him on his quest, but then they just disappear. And in my opinion, they're the three most interesting characters in the whole fucking movie. I think what you want is a never ending story. One and a half. <laughs> one and a half. Or you just want the wizard of there. like the, like or the may yeah. I suggest labyrinth. Well, I yes. love labyrinth because the side characters are involved in all the stuff. Yes. See, I wish it was more like, you know, that I wish there was more like world building. Like we didn't really, the world always looked the same. It was always like this rock place with like this weird wavy mist in the background. Like the you movie know. is just the story is vague. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like, vague. It's like I want to do a story about having an imagination. Okay, but without any imagination. <laughs> but what is it? Okay, so a kid reads a book, um, and he's like in the story, but he's not in the story. And this other kid, there's part of a prophecy that he's gonna have to do these following things. But he's already done them because there's paintings of them. And he's right, kind of that they? kid, um, right? He like meets a dog, and <laughs> <laughs> he's getting chased by the dog, and then his horse drowns, and then a dog dragon saves him, and then nothing really happens for a while. He has to like run through a goalposts. There's Can these you statues in a German accent. <laughs> okay, and then he meets a dog. Okay, so he meets a dog <laughs> called Gamork. <laughs> Uh, he loses. He, <laughs> <laughs> he loses his horse in the quicksand. It's very of sad. Sadness. <laughs> Are you familiar with sadness? <laughs> Do you know what it is to be the sad? He dies because he is sad. He dies because he he uh, succumbs to the sadness. Something I've never experienced. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I just feel like the movie's like so. It's like he's this, this thing is running after him, but we're not really sure why. And then he turns out to be just chained in a cave for no reason. Just they, they missed all the specific. It's like if you read the book, mm -hmm. this is a cool movie to watch. But if not, yeah, what? I wonder it's how much happening. of this is more fleshed out in the movie. No, it's just it's, it's weird if you like consider the real real plot points of the nothing is coming, go on a quest, and then it ends with you're back at the castle and the nothing is here. Like the rest of it felt like, well, stuff needs to happen between, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was like, look at all these things you went through. And it was like, but he didn't really do anything no. yeah. at all. Mm -hmm. At least like Sarah has to solve some puzzles and shit. And yeah. Like, throw rocks at the little <laughs> helmets on the guys and turn them around. And like, Get, break a mirror in a ball. Like think about all the things that Sarah does in Labyrinth. There's a lot of physical action yeah, in Labyrinth, things. as opposed to this movie was a lot of scenes of a people lot of talking. Being like, but why? Yeah, yelling, and you're like, why are you crying, little boy? You know, like the scene with him and the turtle, the giant turtle, is the same scene. I forgot with about him. that scene until just now. Yeah, is the same scene with him and the wolf. You know, it's like the right. same. But why? Tell me why. And the same scene with him and the statue. Like, give me exposition and information instead of like showing us. You know, totally. and maybe like, it's why poor couldn't long white beard guy be like, hey, listen, okay, so uh, don't freak out. <laughs> There's a little kid in an attic reading about 
everything that we say. Oh. Like this? What about this? Is he reading this? Yes, he's reading all the things you're saying. I okay, wouldn't so. like that. Well, right, but like, that. I would like that better if he's like going on a quest and he's like talking to Bastion the whole time than I like him walking up to oh, giant monsters and being like, hey, what the fuck? And they're like, we can't tell you. That'd and be he's cool. like, but seriously, like, what the fuck? And they're like, we seriously, we can't tell you. That would be cool <laughs> in the next movie if Bastion and Atreo just have a, a dialogue the whole time. Yeah. Because now well, those walls I are broken down. I could be wrong, but I believe in the second movie Bastion is in Fantasia. <gasps> in Fantasia? Yeah. And like he does meet up with Atreyu, I think. I could be wrong. I could be remembering it wrong. But like I have a a memory of liking the second movie better because there was more physical action and there are characters like helping him on the quest. And like, you know, it's less of this like vague exposition thing. I don't know. It's. It's all right, but it's not my. I like the visuals. I feel like that's probably why a lot of people like this movie is because, like, visually, it's like really interesting. Yeah. They made a lot of creative awesome. choices, yeah. and didn't execute the ideas. What like Falcor's so cool? What a cool thing he's got! Mm-hmm. Like scales, he's kind of rainbowy, like. And even those two people in the beginning that like help yeah. him out, like they're really interesting oh, in the telescope. Snail? Like, come on, tell me more it about It seemed like Falcor was yeah. really limited by budget. Yeah. That's the way it, it fell. Can you imagine oh, if they made Falcor now? I mean, look at well, Dragonheart. CG, like, right? it could be awesome. Yeah. He'd be CG. Yeah, yeah but yeah. even though it was CG, Dragonheart was pretty great. Oh, really? Wait, Dragonheart was, was CG? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was about the same time as Jurassic Park, and it was basically all the same tech as Jurassic Park. And yeah, but have you seen a great one for the podcast? We could go back because I feel like I saw a clip recently, and it was not so good. Mm. Yeah, sometimes Falcor just really reminded me of Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the animatronics. Yeah, those animatronic man-made numbers that are like not quite working. Like one eye closes at random intervals. So, what instrument Mm -hmm. would Falcor be playing in that band? Zaphon. (laughs) <laughs> he's so long <laughs> he can reach all the things as we as we're running low on time i want to make sure that sam gets to say what she thinks yeah so that sam, we can during the movie get into said, a fight stop crying you little bitch <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much I, I sums think, it up i said wipe your tears oh, wipe you little your tears <laughs> you little bitch that was it oh man god that just warms my whole heart all right sorry continue um, so yeah, now that I'm red and laughing, um, I actually think at the core, it's a cool story with a lot of potential. I think it was just executed very, very poorly in this movie. Like I, everything okay. is exposition, no showing, all telling, everything's low budget, like poor animatronics, like a lot of missed opportunity. So I don't fault anybody who loves this movie, but I feel like anybody who loves this movie is an idealist because they see how wonderful it could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And They're filling in the gaps. Yeah, filling totally. So um, you feel like I'm spotting this movie a few bucks. Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't blame <laughs> you for it because I certainly have those yeah. movies of People my own. This. Yeah, but I, I thought it was really boring for a lot of it. Yep, and I'm sorry. I like the uh, the Tumblr advocate side of it, though, where it's like the, the idealist where the message of the movie that they were trying to go for is like important, like, you know, learn to feel like you're worth it. Totally. Yeah, but 
They're like, oh, you can only go through if you believe you're worthy. And he doesn't. They still try to shoot him, but he just runs really fast. Yeah, that was yeah. confusing. To so, like outrun weird. your self confidence, like, like do it, <laughs> do it before you. That is fake it till you make it. I guess it is. Yeah. I yeah. guess it's fake it. But that I guess night the whole was point. failing at faking it. Apparently. Yeah. So do you have some final thoughts on this, Tyvee? Silence. I think we kind of <laughs> get an idea of, of how you feel. I yeah. Exactly the way I thought it was going to feel, which is the way I felt the last time I watched it, which is. Sounds about right. Like, <laughs> like that's the movie. Yeah, that's never ending story. I still get excited about parts of it. I still am really upset that they hurt that horse. I still yeah. think that, you know, five-year-old me, because I never went through a boys or icky phase that never happened to me. I was like at preschool, like, I need a boyfriend. Do you want to be it? Like, it was not, <laughs> there was no gap for me where I was like, mm, maybe boys are dumb. Um, so I was always obsessed with like, Boys, boys, boys. So I saw Trey as a kid and was like, um, I'm in love? Question mark. <laughs> so I, I like have such fond memories of being like, ee about him. You have a poster. Like, on, on the sub No, I didn't have posters as a kid. I've never been one to like idolize. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I, you'll rarely, rarely hear me say like someone's really hot. Yeah, I didn't really do that either. I just am not. But I, I still like to look at his dumb little face. It makes me think of my childhood. <laughs> and look how cute Bastion is, and that's kind of what the characters in Stranger Things look like. They look like Bastion. Holy. Yeah, and and I think that the reason we love the music from Stranger Things mm -hmm. is because of shit like this. Yeah, totally. This is 100%. that same vibe. Well, that same like electronic. Yeah. I mean, magic. That's the point of Stranger Things. Agreed. That's <laughs> hey, what I'm saying. Hey Ash, yeah. could you explain Stranger Things to me? Yeah. What is so it? it's this '80s nostalgia thing. Okay. I think I'm the childlike empress. What do you guys think? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. You Anybody? could. Uh, yeah. totally. If we had to cast it. it right now. Actually, perfect, perfect Halloween costume for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was what I told I Brett that we should do. I get to be the empress. He gets to be. You would be you. so and cute as a childlike empress. Can he? Cherub gets to be Cherub is Falcor. <laughs> yes. Oh. So what did you think, Bryce? <sighs> so despite the fact that they kept repeating the exact same thing over and over again, over and the over whole and movie, over forever and over, and it was ridiculous, but they did manage to keep it interesting. And uh, Bill Murray had really good character development. Uh, so I really, you know, it was cool to see him kind of go from being an asshole to being somewhat likable by the end. Uh, I like to watch a character, character learn something. You know yeah, I mean? you know, there was, there was, real, there was growth there. Um, yeah. But like I said, we've watched this movie already on the podcast, so I, I don't know why we did it. A that groundhog time. was real sparkly, too. <laughs> Very. <laughs> and fuzzy. So if people want to learn more about you, Tybee, are they going to check out uh, Interabang? Where else can they find you? Um, they can find me on Twitter. I'm at hello Tybee Wren. That's T-Y-B-E-E-R-E-N. Um, Wren is my middle name. Sometimes people read it as Tiberian, and I'm like, why? No. What? It's <laughs> I had just to my intentionally remind myself your name's Tybee Diskin, not Tybee Wren. Oh, like, interesting. In my mind, like, I have to stop. And, are you one of the Knights of Wren? Not that I know of, but maybe. Is that no, I'm named similar after to the Knights of Knee? No, the Knights of Wren are Kylo Ren's crew, uh, who we've only seen a bit oh, in the dream yeah. sequence. For sure, then, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited to have a new Wren character that isn't Ren Hoek. Yeah. So the people, when I'm like, Ren, they're like, <laughs> oh, Kylo they're Ren. Related. I'm like, yes, thank you. Um, I'm actually named after Ren McCormick from Footloose. Um, <laughs> are you really? Yeah. Wow. That's great. Uh, my first and last name are like, you know, family. Obviously, my last name is family, but um, I have like a Jew, super Jew first and last name. People don't know that. Um, is Tybee traditionally Jewish? It's Yiddish. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's my a name's cool like name that I've never heard Jewy before. Diskin's totally Hebrew. Just people don't know it. It's not yeah. a popular name. Um, they can find me Hello Type Uren. Uh, my podcast is at Interocast. Um, that's me too. It's probably me. Some every <laughs> once in a while it's Travis, but some it's mostly me. And it's what great. Else? You should check it out. Podcast is interobandcast.com. And I just put up some video on the YouTubes. If you look on the YouTube, it's on the internet. Uh, you <laughs> type in flying dragons, but yeah, nobody's perfect. No, we don't have <laughs> flying dragon. We don't. Uh, we are not a sparkly people. Um, <laughs> we don't. Yeah, it's just a fun, weird video. Um, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, if you like the show, uh, this is part of the Last Stash network of content. We have this podcast, a YouTube channel where we have a drinking show, video game parodies, a cooking show, um, maybe eventually other things. We will have a video with Tybee as well. Eventually other yeah. things. Tybee's going to be on our Let's Drink show, so you'll be able to see her and Travis from Interrobang. They get on, fucked up. They do. With, we, got, we got pretty silly. With weird drinks. Really weird drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Drinks that make you want to say an interrobang. But you can uh, subscribe to Laugh Stash TV on YouTube. We're Laugh Stash TV. You can follow Laugh Stash TV at Laugh Stash TV. And then you can also follow this podcast at Let's Rewatch on Twitter. And do make sure that you uh, send us your movie suggestions. We love doing your movie suggestions. We've done quite a few so far. So you can send those to us on Twitter or you can send them to us via our Email. Email. Hold on, I'm looking it up because I don't know. It's let's rewatch at gmail.com. And also, if you just want to like send us your thoughts, like if you disagree with us on <laughs> so dangerous on the internet. Just send them your thoughts just about anything. Like about anything, like the weather, anything. how you feel about Donald Trump, just like whatever you're thinking well, about. You can send us your thoughts if you disagree with us on what we thought about a movie or you agree. Send us an email and maybe we'll read it on the podcast. And if you loved us or you hated us, please go ahead and review us on iTunes, Libsyn. And no reviews the, on Libsyn. No. Damn it. iTunes, Google Play, Music, Stitcher, or Period. leave a comment on Libsyn. There you go. Oh, nailed it. All right. So join us every two weeks. We'll be back in another two weeks with another episode of Let's Rewatch. Next time on Let's Rewatch, we'll be watching... Astro zombies. Woo. Astro. <laughs> you missed the hyphen there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>